0: Hi, it's Maxim. Today you will hear the presentation by Richard Rooks, who is the CEO of MHM Automation. They used to be called Mercer Group, but decided to rebrand in August 2020. The company designs and manufactures equipment for food processing and logistics sector. If you enjoy this kind of information, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button to let me know that you want more. Content like that thank you We have uh, just recently rebranded from uh, Mercer Group was the name and so um, we have just rebranded in the past two months and the reason for that was that uh, as the slide says there the, the future for us does look different um, So ATM H&M automation was previously known as Mercer group and and we've been listed for a, a long time. Been through a number of sort of iterations over the years, I guess. Um, but we're now, over the past five years, we've been changing a lot, and we're now uh, a company that designs and supplies automated systems um, that go into the global food processing logistics sectors. And so we felt that it um, it was time that we we rebranded um, to uh, have a name that that better reflected uh, who we are and where we're going. So, so what we are today is we're a company headquartered in Christchurch. We have offices and workshops uh, in Hastings, Auckland, Brisbane, and in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and in the financial year, uh, just finished uh, 30 June, we uh, grew our revenues by 35% to, to just over $50 million, and we more than doubled our EBITDA to $2.4 million, which um which was sort of a return to to sustainable profitability for us after a a number of of pretty tough years. Just in terms of of who we are and and how we're held, um, we were controlled uh, over 50% by the Rolston family. That's now changed uh, and they are a cornerstone shareholder, 32% and and, uh, we've had a new shareholder called Colin Neal uh, come on at just under 20%. So just to give a little bit more uh, overview there on on what we've done in the past financial year, I think the the biggest change really, and I'll I'll come on to it in a second, is the fact the automation side of our business has grown significantly to be a a major, um, well, the the driving force of the business these days. Um, uh, We we returned to profit, um, so we made an after-tax profit of of just shy of a million dollars. And we've reduced net debt down to uh, 1.27 million. And just for, for some context, that was up at over uh, sort of 10 million um, uh, four or five years ago. Uh, just in terms of our balance sheet, just at a very high level, um, we also own our properties in Christchurch and New Plymouth. So, um, so they're, they've been a decent asset over the years for us. This slide here um, just wanted to show this, I guess, that this shows the evolution of of us as a group um, you can see firstly there's been some uh pretty significant revenue growth in the past two years and that has been driven um as you can see there uh by the, the growth of our automation business and and how that's happened for us really is through two key acquisitions um, one of a company called hayden and customs and uh hastings and one of uh, the chilling and freezing business of Milmec, which we settled on uh, just about 18 months ago. So the, the reason we're heading in that, that automation direction is that it's um, sort of a mega trend globally, um, we can design and supply systems and export more around the world. And the, the drivers of automation are, are pretty well known, but we see it in all of our customers uh, and that is The scarcity of labour and and ageing populations in western economies and that's really um, you know that's really only hitting one way and coupled with that is the increasing cost of labour and then health and safety and food safety issues all really um, related to people Um, and then then there's obviously uh, the the food and product quality issues that 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 you can have or generate through automation so um, in terms of you know our growth and where we generate our sales um what what you can see in on this slide is that we you know we are very much an export focused business um 45 you know 45 percent of our our revenue um in the 19 year was generated out of australia new zealand is now down to um that increased i should say to 65 percent last year but that is really mainly out of australia so new zealand now for us is is about 20, 25% of what we do. Uh, The US remains a a big market for us. Um, We've got some issues there at the moment with COVID, um, but we've just recently signed up a distributor for us over there called Scan American Corp, which um, we should see those sales drive ahead. So the the focus of us as a group is um, is to try and generate some diversification in what we're doing at the product level and the sectors in which we're selling to and in the geographies in which we're selling to um, what we uh, what we've seen with a business like ours is that if you're too focused on one specific niche area you tend to to have uh, large waves of capital investment with our customers which means that you can go from feast to famine and what we're very focused on is ensuring that that we Get away from that volatility in our revenue line because um, because that obviously uh, leads to our profitability issues. Um, we're looking to consolidate our position in our core market. So we we focus on selling products and designing solutions where we can be in the top three of that niche market globally. In that market, we are we are definitely there. We are the we are the world leader. In the reverse packaging in the cheese converting sector, uh, that's a, a relatively um, niche sector, but it is large in the U.S. Uh, and it's also a decent scale in Australia. I'll come on a bit further to that um, as we go through. And then we're also uh, we're also a world leader in, in plate freezing technology and uh, cheese cooling technology. Um, we're we're looking to enter new markets uh, where. We can take our existing technologies and take them into new markets. So, what we're the key areas that we're doing that, in at the moment, are in that we're taking our chilling and freezing technology into the US red meat industry, um, and we're also taking our reverse packaging technology into that same industry. Um, and we've recently sold our first system into uh, one of the one of the largest uh, meat companies globally in the US. Uh, so we're expecting that to, to continue to drive that diversification based off an existing technology that we already have. Um, we've also re-entered the New Zealand uh, horticulture sector. It's pretty well publicised uh, across the the country that, that they need to automate their processes, and um, and we've been doing a lot in that space. And, and one sort of large deal that we've been working on recently, or one project that we've been working on, is we've developed uh, apple tube filling machines for rocket apples. So that's a a good example where we're using our automation capability, our robotics capability to help uh, a key New Zealand exporter become more efficient. So just going into a little bit more detail on on what our products are and what we do. um, As I said, we are a, a world leader in reverse packaging. And what reverse packaging really means is that we take materials out of bulk packaging, um, and that that really was developed as a as a process for uh, the the um, preparation of bulk cheese for further processing. You can see on that slide there that's a um, 20 kg block of cheese that, that we effectively take out of that box, take out of a bag inside, then and, and get it ready to uh, to go into further processing. Um, As I said earlier, we are taking that technology now into other sectors. We're taking it into the red meat sector, where we've already sold our first system and we're looking to expand that. And we're also uh, designing systems now that will be able to go into the uh, online fulfillment sectors uh, where, again, there's there's increasing demand for um, fulfillment centers where our product comes in needs to be depackaged packaged uh, and we take manual handling out of that. So we have uh, we have 28 of these systems installed across Australia and the USA in the cheese sector. Um, and as I said, we're looking to take that uh, further into into other sectors such as logistics, pharmaceutical, and pet food. Really, it's anywhere where uh, bulk bulk product comes in and needs to be depackaged before it goes out again. So the, uh, the chilling and freezing side of the business, um, we bought the Milmec chilling and freezing uh, business 18 months ago, as I said. Uh, Milmec is a, is a true global leader in, uh, in the large scale chilling and freezing. Um, has more than 250 systems uh, installed around the world. It has a particularly strong presence uh, in the Australian red meat sector and in the global cheese sector. So, um, and that business, since we bought it, has had a, a wonderful run of, of sales um, and that's looking to continue as we go forward um, with, with a very strong pipeline. And, and one of the other benefits of that has been the fact that uh, we've been able to use the, uh, the agency automation uh, capability to add on at the front and back end of the of the MLMEC systems. As I said, uh, yeah, we, the, 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 it's the same drivers for the milking chilling and freezing systems. It's, it's the automation uh, of of a process that historically has been very manual. Um, but uh, the, the other key benefit of this is the the food safety. Um, uh, part to it where we can guarantee the, the times and the um and the the speed in which we can get product down to temperature. So yeah, the Millmack acquisition undertaken 80 months ago has been a um, has been a very uh, successful acquisition for us and it continues to go well. Just thought I quickly touch on the uh, stainless solution side of our business. It's the historical core business of the Mercer Group um, now forms uh, a a still a key part of of our business um, and it it effectively designs and supplies large stainless equipment that goes into the New Zealand dairy, wine and food sectors Um, as you would have seen from our financials at the start of the presentation that side of our business has been reducing um, it is a competitive uh, space and the number of large projects going into the dairy uh, sector have been reducing over the past couple of years so um, that for us has been partially offset by the fact that the fabrication capability that we have within our sites um, being our uh, Christchurch and Hastings uh, can uh, manufacture for the MLMEC uh, side of the business so we're seeing some some great uh, some great benefits there. So the other part of our business that we have um, which is uh, somewhat different to the rest of us, albeit um, still a technology is a a medical sterilization technology that we're looking to commercialize. Um, it's a patented system that uh, Mercer holds the patents of and it is effectively a new sterilization process for hospitals and um, we've been uh, working on this for a number of years now and um we continue to to invest in it and work on it Um, it's a it's a very exciting technology because it, it brings some serious benefits to the hospital sector and that is uh it turns around the sterilization in sub 20 minutes versus an hour for the existing process. Um, it is it's, uh, more en- energy efficient. It's undertaken in a um, non-porous container, whereas the existing process is porous and therefore inherently um, less safe than having a, a porous container. I mean, a non-porous container, I should say. And then our system is better for our storage and transport. So uh, those that have followed us as a company over the years will know that that we've been talking about the esclave for a long time. Um, and you know, it continues to to be close. Um, we have partnered with uh, Atherton, who are leading sterilisation company in Australia. Um, they have a very large market share up there. And we are in the theoretical final stages of development. Um, of this project. Uh, and you know, there have been some uh, technical challenges over the past twelve months with the the of the of the process of the um, of the container, but we're confident that 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 is just a a, um, a commercialization uh, issue rather than a than an uh, issue that means that the product doesn't work. So uh, we are still targeting having an esclave system in a hospital. In uh, the 2021 20, uh, financial year, which is through to June next year, um, and uh, and you know if, if we can get it there, then then the upside is is um, potentially significant because it's a very large market, um, and our solution is is better than the existing sterilisation process. So just uh, quickly, um time on the. Uh, on the outlook for us, um, we are we do see a continuation of of our um, increasing profitability uh, in this year. Um, we we've got very good workflows today, and we're we're well over 50% sold for the financial year already, and we've got a, a strong pipeline of, of um, good work that we expect to close in the in the short term, which will lock in sort of those improved improving um financial performance there's a um there is still a lot of work to do uh internally and externally on the the new branding and we've got to make sure that we get that message out and um and we're also internally looking to to build as one group so that instead of operating separate standalone companies as we have been to today uh, we'll be uh, in the market and one group being able to more effectively cross-sell our capability in the market whilst uh, internally being able to uh, manufacture and, and deliver those projects and, and products more effectively and efficiently, um, so just to, to sum up really, um, we we, you know, we very we very much have changed from a stainless steel fabrication business to a, to an automation business. Um, we have a, a really strong portfolio. Uh, in, the, in the automation space, that delivers great systems, designs great systems into the food processing and packaging industries uh, globally. And, and what, one of the really big things about that is that we have a um, we have a really strong reputation with our existing customers, which means when we can go to them with other services and products now, that we have a, a greater um, breadth. Then, uh, then it makes that that additional sale easier. Um, so look, we're we're pretty uh, confident that our outlook is is good, and um, I guess the only other point is that we are always on the hunt for more acquisitions that fit with with where we're heading strategically. So, uh, and I will open it up for questions. Sorry to interrupt. If you enjoy this content, make sure you subscribe so you do not miss the next one and hit this like button to let me know that you want more information like this. Thank you. Thank you very much, Richard. Um, we do have quite a few questions for you and i um, just very conscious of time. So we'll do one and then we'll make sure we get the rest to you offline. Um, so one question is, what is the competitive landscape like in robotics and automation at the moment? Uh, look, it's That's a good question because um, oftentimes you you see that that people see a robot and think that that's um, that's a competitive advantage in itself. It it is a competitive space and that's why um, I say that we're very focused on on our uh, products and services where we can be in the top three globally. Um, It all comes down to your solution and that needs to meet a price point for the customer so they can generate a a return on investment on that so um, we tend to stay away from what we would consider to be the more commoditized end of automation which is um, conveying systems and just simple end-of-line palletizing solutions um, because that's where there is uh, it's quite hard to differentiate yourself and you've got to go for a, a very low cost model so what we're focused on is, is that's why we talk about design and supply we're very focused on the design of systems where our key piece of ip in that system is in the best three in the top three globally and at that point and when you can start putting together a full system like that you can generate greater scale and greater margin by by doing the um doing the entire system so i think that but I would say that uh, you need to have specialist products and services and being able to, you know, have a uh, an innovative approach to make sure that you stay ahead of the competition.